News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Real estate issues? We've got your answers on Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News and Talk 1380 WAOK. This week, that's five homeowners who are holding out, refusing to sell to the city because they don't think they're getting a fair deal. I'm putting all my chips on the table. For Tanya Washington, the clock is ticking. After several months of refusing to negotiate with the city, they now plan to take her home through eminent domain. What is um, being threatened is not logical, it's not conscionable. It's not fair. Today, she and a small crowd of protesters went to City Hall to deliver a petition to the mayor. They want to stop plans to tear down dozens of homes to make way for a retention park. But protesters say they've been mostly ignored by city leaders, including the city councilwoman who represents this district. Carla Smith has been absolutely inaccessible to her constituents around this issue. Uh, Multiple residents. Community leaders have reached out to her time and time again. She has refused to respond. She's refused to take meetings. Here's what happened when we tried talking to Councilwoman Smith about the issue. Do you have any concerns about the flooding in People's Town or the development park for the park? She walks away at first, then turns around and comes back. And after a moment... Can you turn that off for just a second? Then she reconsiders and later answers a question about flooding. It's kind of sad that it's... but they that it's, it's in a bowl, and this will, you can't do anything with this particular area without, because you can't guarantee that this area is never going to flood. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Christina Nixon negotiated with the city about a year before reaching a settlement she thinks is fair. Now she's eager to move on to a new home on drier land. No one else would have bought this house under these circumstances, so we feel like it's been a a good option for us. Welcome back. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. The show's Real Estate 101. I'm Mary Gill, and there you go. That's the topic today. We have residents who are victims of eminent domain in the studio with us, along with, and I'm always happy to have him here, Senator Vincent Fort. Thank you very much for coming in. I have the Dardens who are homeowners in that area. And then also I have Columbus Ward, who is an activist in helping in this situation. All right. So, you know, I was just telling the listeners before you got here that it's really hard for me to hide how I feel about things and put on a pretty face when I'm upset about something. Okay. So this is really upsetting to me. And, but a lot of the listening audience, they probably don't know the f- fullness of your story. So if you don't mind, Mr. and Mrs. Darden or um, Senator Fort, you know what? I Let me let me let Senator Fort go first because he's busy and he's got to go. He's got to yeah, go. Let me, yeah, let me say a few things and maybe I, I can outline the situation. Uh, and, but the, the people that we really want to hear from are the Dardens 
Tanya Washington in Columbus Ward because they know this story from the inside out. But um, first of all, let me thank you, Mary, for having us here, uh, for thinking in not robbery to hear the truth about what's going on right. down there because we've heard a lot of uh, uh, distortions and outright, um, I would say, lies about what's going on with this. The fact of the matter is what the city wants to do, uh, what Kasim Reed and the uh, crowd at City Hall wants to do is build a pond and a park uh, to supposedly deal with flooding issues in the area. Well, the fact of the matter is we have a smoking gun. We have a study which shows that the first location was going to be the parking lot over at Turner Field to build this retention pond. And now they're saying that the study that the taxpayers paid for, the study that the taxpayers are, have authorized and sponsored is wrong. And that the best place to do it is over here to displace these longtime residents, the Dardens, who have invested in this community. When other people were leaving the community, the Dardens stayed. Uh, when other people would not think of moving into this area, Tanya Washington, law professor at Georgia State University, moved into this neighborhood. So now what Kasim Reed is saying is we're going to displace you. He's, they've already displaced uh, two dozen other residents, and they're starting to knock down uh, uh, the house, houses. The houses. Yeah. The only other thing I want to include, make sure I include, is that Miss Maddie Jackson, 93 years old, 93-year-old Miss Maddie Jackson was one of the people who was holding out. And the, the mayor apparently, in a snap judgment, what, what he called an executive decision, said Miss Maddie can stay. Now, the, ten, the minute before he announced that, he was maintaining, and City Hall was maintaining what? That Miss Maddie Jackson had to go just like the Dardens, just like Miss Washington, and the two dozen other folk. But then he said, Miss Maddie Jackson, we can work around Miss Maddie Jackson. What we're saying is that just shows that there's somebody, something rotten. What my grandmama used to say, something rotten in the right, cotton. Right, right, right. <laughs> that if they can make an exception for Miss Maddie, then. The whole plan is flawed. If they said everybody had to leave and then somebody don't have to leave, then, and there's been, you know, the Dardens and Miss Washington talk about flooding. They haven't been flooded out. So we just think that this is just, at the bottom line is, that it's just gentrification. Moving uh, working people out of the neighborhood. You, they did a retention pond, a in a park over in the old fourth ward. And this that's what this is about. <laughs> this property is mm -hmm. too valuable for mm -hmm. regular folk right. to have. Right. So they're moving them out. Mm -hmm. And what we have seen at City Hall time and time again over the recent period is that neighborhoods are not as important as mega projects, mega deals and stadiums and what not a more important than regular folk, and that's a shame in the city of Atlanta. Well, I can't wrap my mind around taking houses from people under eminent domain for a park mm. or 
and even a retention pond because before you said that, mm-hmm. Senator Ford, mm-hmm. about the parking lot at Turner Field, I'm thinking, well, I know developers, I know mm-hmm. subdivisions, and I know how they can manage things and how they can divert things. Uh-huh. So they can certainly divert it away from this neighborhood. Well, but see, the parking lot over at Turner Field and the other area, they want to put a big mega project right. on. They want to put Georgia State playgrounds mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. or casinos on it. And, you know, this the the most compelling story. And I have not even told Mr. Darden this, but I had a chance to sit with Mr. Darden and talk with him about how they came to buy this house and what they invested in it. They haven't only invested money. They've invested their souls into this house. Mm -hmm. Their children grew up in this house. And it is a crime. It's a scandal beyond measure for City Hall to do to these people what they're doing. And that's why I've dedicated myself to supporting them in whatever way. Well, I can until the income. I'm, I'm going to help as well. But we'll talk about that throughout the show. You got to go? You got to go, Senator Uh Not right now. Oh, okay, good. Few minutes. All right. 404-892-2703 if you have any questions in reference to the subject that we're talking about. But there's going to be a lot of information, so we'll try to keep up. And then, we, and then I'm going to also talk about some possible solutions, actually. We have Tanya Washington. She is also in the neighborhood. She's holding, and we'll bring her back after the break. Uh, 404-892-703, Mary Gill, Real Estate 101, back in a minute. Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Thinking about buying a home but don't have the first clue of what to do? Call Mary Gill now on Real Estate 101, 404-892-2703. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. About a dozen distressed residents of Atlanta's historic Peoplestown neighborhood descended on the city's Urban Design Commission meeting Wednesday, urging members to reject plans to level a block of historic homes for a critical flood control project. And I want the city to deal fairly with residents. The city wants the homes cleared within the next two years to make room for retention ponds in an area that's seen three significant floods over the last eight years, but homeowner Tanya Washington called the buyout offer she got from the city insulting. I live in a four-sided brick home on a quarter-acre in downtown, right? I can't get my, with a full basement, I can't get my house any place in a comparable neighborhood where I have access to my son's school, which is the city of Atlanta, and my job for less than $600,000. Also at the meeting, 93-year-old Maddie Jackson. Earlier this week, neighbors held candles and prayed for Jackson, who has lived in her home for 47 years. I think it's crazy thing. The city has offered to move Jackson's home to a nearby open lot, but she wants no part of it. I don't want them to put me out of this community. This, this street in this road in the community is not wide enough to put the house we don't look at this as as no names and no faces. And so far, the city has bought 20 homes from its perspective. But there are people in that community who are pleased with the results. We're back. News and Talk 1380 WAOK, Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill. And joining me today, uh, Senator Vincent Fort. Always a pleasure to have in the studio. But we also have the Dardens, who are victims of this eminent domain situation. Tanya Washington, we'll bring her in. And then we have Columbus Ward. He's an activist who is also helping in this situation. But uh, Senator Ford is, of course, has time constraints. So before he gets out of here, we, he wants to talk about an upcoming event. Yeah. 
one of the most important things that we want to make sure that the public knows is that we will be at City Hall on December 1st at 9.30. The Dardens and Miss Washington in the community has demanded that the mayor meet with the people uh, that City Hall is trying to move out. Well, I realized and he refused he, he for, had refused for he a refused long time. He refused for months and months right. and months. Uh, but we have finally forced him to do the right thing, sit down with the people that he represents. Isn't that a novel idea, that actually sit <laughs> down right. with the people? Oh, you know, because Light the folk ball. that want to do this deal, I bet you nine out of ten, they don't live in the city of Atlanta. You live in the city of Atlanta, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Darden. So we're going to have a rally. Well. We want to make sure that the Dardens know, that Tanya Washington knows, when they walk in that office to sit with the man who works for them that the community supports them so we'll be at city hall 9 30 will be on the uh uh mitchell street side uh, of city hall and then we're gonna go in and you know one of the most important rights that we have in this country it's embedded thoroughly in the constitution is that people like the dardens have the right to petition their government Mm -hmm. to go see pharaoh and to ask him to do the right thing. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go see the mayor. December 1st. December 1st at 9.30 a.m. I'm going to be there. I might get there. I might stay over. <laughs> now, the Dardens have stayed over <laughs> at City Hall uh, to protest this, but I might just get there early with Columbus and uh, because this is going to be a time uh, there, uh, a time for people to come together and send a message, not only about people's time, not only about what's going on to these folks, but to send a message about what's going on in the city. Well, I'd be willing to bet that the reason he ultimately conceded on a meeting is not to acquiesce to your wishes, but because of whomever's on the other side of this deal is pushing him to get this done. So... That's why, is that he's, you know, going to sit down finally with you so that we can try, they can try to rectify this situation. I think the biggest question I have in my mind, which makes absolutely no sense at all, is how is it there's an exception? How could there be a one-house exception? Maddie Jackson's house, how could, I mean, I'm happy for her and I want that for you, but how do we have one exception and yet, we need this property for eminent domain. That doesn't make any sense to me. Does it? I, I don't understand. Let's let's bring in Tanya. Hey, Miss Washington, how are you? I am really well. It's so good to talk to you. I've listened to your show for quite a while now, and I'm always um, impressed with the quality information you put out there. So thank you for having us on, and thanks to Senator Fort for being you know, a champion and Columbus Ward for showing up and supporting us. It's just been a wonderful show of community support. Well, you know what? Your story is not a new one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is ha- this is happening in a number of places throughout the metro Atlanta area. Quiet as it's kept, they're pushing, they're moving people around so that they can develop the things they want to develop, get people in and out. I mean, you know, Bankhead Courts, there's tumbleweeds there now. You know, they got them out of there real quick, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, years later, you wouldn't even know they, now you wouldn't even know they were there. 
So, exactly. Uh, that's probably what's happening. So uh, tell us your story and where are you? Has anybody come and offered you actual uh, compensation? They have offered me compensation, but as I continue to tell them, my house is not for sale. Um, they've criticized me for not getting an appraisal done. You get an appraisal done when your house is for sale. My house is not for sale. And you hit on a critical point about making an exception. Eminent domain law is no respecter of persons. It doesn't care how old you are. It doesn't care where you've lived, except to the extent that you live on a piece of parcel that the city says, a piece of land that the city says it needs for a public necessity. So if there's a public necessity for all of the homes on the block, then that applies to every parcel. You can't exempt one person on the block and still argue that you have a basis for eminent domain. But and not, I'm really happy for Miss Maddie because she was stressed out. This was so unfair right, right. to deal with, have to deal with at her age. But the mayor made a decision, and now he's going to have to explain why there's an exception. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. I can't either. <laughs> I, because to me, I, there... I can't, um, there is no rational reason that you can give me that's going to, that's going to support this exception. Yes. And what's, what's really interesting, Mary, is the positioning of the home. The Dardens and I book in the block. I'm the first house. They're the last house. Miss Maddie is closer to the middle of what the city keeps calling a floodplain. Are you going to leave her on the floodplain? Are they in the floodplain? Are you in a floodplain? No. That's what the city is calling our block. But I have a registered survey that I purchased before I moved into my home that says I'm not only does my house not flood, I'm not in a flood area. Oh. But my house is on one end of the block. The gardens are at the other end. And you can't re-engineer around us, That's but you can re-engineer around a house in the middle of the of the block. <laughs> it just makes less and less sense the more information you have. Well, about if they don't have the they don't have FEMA support for for uh, floodplain, right? Then how could they say anything about flooding? There, some of the homes have experienced flooding. Those people sued the city and settled and sold their houses. They just tore down three houses next to me on Friday that have never flooded. These are houses built in the 1920s with basements, no flooding, not in the yard and not in the house. Oh, if, well, Tanya, thank you for coming in and being a part of this conversation. Hold on. I'm going to keep you with us. Um, Senator Ford, are you going to stay? You're going to you're out of here? you got to go? Well, thank you. Well, I'm going to bring you back when you have okay. more time to Absolutely. talk about all the other Absolutely. things because there's a ton of there's things. There's a lot of things going <laughs> on in this city. <laughs> right. It's overwhelming. But one thing I do know and the Dardens and Tanya Washington have learned and she I heard Tanya say this a couple of days ago when we fight we win and we're fighting we're going to fight till hell freezes over and then fight on the ice. But you know so what? So I'm glad you- to Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're, thank you for coming in. Thank you, Senator Ford, for coming in. And let me tell you, not only are we going to fight and I'm going to help you, but you're, we're going to use 
their information that they have against them. You see what I'm saying? We're going to use their information against them. He already did it. 404-892-2703, News and Talk, 1380 WAOK. Mary Gill, back in a minute. WAOK Atlanta. WVEEHD3. News and Talk, 1380 WAOK. News and Talk, 1380 WAOK. Foreclosures, short sales, reverse mortgages. We talk about it all with Mary Gill on Real Estate 101 on News and Talk, 1380 WAOK. How you doing? This is Sean Gavin with Truly Nolan Pest Control Service, and you're listening to Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News and Talk 1380 WALK. Okay, Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill. We're talking about the residents of Peoplestown being um, relocated, quote unquote, out of their house by means of eminent domain so that there can be a park there or and a retention pond. And some of your homes don't even show that they're in a floodplain and have never even flooded. Is that right? Well, what I'd like you to do, Mr. and Mrs. Darden, um, is tell your story from beginning to end. Like, I just want to know, when did you buy your house? And then, you know, okay, you reached, you raised your family, you were there forever or whatever. And then what? Ha- when did all of this start happening? Well, my name is Robert Darden, and I live at 206 Atlanta Avenue, and I'm part of the potential moving that Cassin Reed, um, our mayor, Mr. Reed, and want to buy our houses or use them in the domain. I bought the house in 1989, I believe. Um, my family has been raised there. Um, my children, my grandchildren, they were all there. And the children got grown and married, and now they had got their own family and living in other cities. But this is a community where I love. I bought in that community because it was what I wanted. And I wanted a house on the corner. I wanted a brick house, and I wanted near the park, downtown, and the things that it's, uh, is, is that the things that it was meant for me to be is there. And I'm not planning on moving. So... I love who I am, and I want to stay. And our plan are to stay. We're going to meet. But we come in that community when it was down. I took a chance because that's what I wanted. I moved in that community, and I do believe that I'm uh, a plus to that community. And things are better now 
developers are coming in. Mm-hmm. They are buying up the property while the value was low. And they sit on it for a while. Now they don't start developing it. And they're building houses all around us. The one they buy, they tear them down and stick up three, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar houses around there. This community is within walking distance of the police precinct at the corner of Atlanta Avenue in Cherokee, Grant Park. Grant Park is a half mile from my house. Now, downtown is, I walked, I can walk downtown in 15 minutes. The hospitals, mm-hmm. everything we need is centrally located in this area and community. Now, if I move out of that community, I know I won't be able to come back. And it's been proven in other neighborhoods like Fourth Ward. My brother used to live in Fourth Ward. And they're doing the same thing. I mean, there there are a hidden agenda. And I know it. I've seen it. I retired from the city. I know what the city can do. And I know what they do in order to get what they want. But I hadn't planned on moving. And I'm not planning on moving. I'm not discussing money because I want to stay where I am. And I want to be able to be a support to the other neighbors that want to stay. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I'm not angry with anyone that has sold and moved. Fine. That's that's their right. We have rights. And it's their right to do what they did. It's my right to do what I'm doing. And I believe that you have to be in the battle to win. You gotta be in the fight. You can't win unless you're in. I'm planning on staying in. The Lord hadn't told me to sell. I'm not planning on selling. I'm not planning on moving by force. If I move, it'll be my decision, not the mayor. And I do believe that we can win if we stay together. And I don't mind going through what I have to go through, especially if it's going to help somebody else. And if I get helped in the end, that's fine, but that's what we do. We have to fight for what we believe in, and we can win if we put God first. And my mind goes back when I was younger and think about the things that our parents and foreparents went through to get us where we is. If Dr. King had stood up for what he believed and followed the instruction of the Lord, we would be back where we were 40 years ago. Yes, he had to give up his life for what he believed. I'm willing to do the same thing. If it costs me my life, I'm willing to stand up for my principles and what I believe in, and if it'll help somebody, then my life wouldn't be in vain. I know that the Lord that I serve, the God that I serve, he tell me if I believe, doubting not, I can ask for what I will, and he'll grant it. I prayed that prayer, and I'm going to stand on it. Uh, I know the mayor believes that he's right, but I know he's wrong. And I'm not upset with him by with him doing what he's doing. I just know that it's wrong, and it's a reason for what he's doing. And I know there's a hidden agenda. 
but it's not fair for me to discuss that over the air. But I do know that unless the Lord tell me to move, I'm not moving. I'm not selling. I'm not discussing money. But I know if he can make a decision to save Miss Maddie's house, and we prayed for that and we fought for it and we marched, good. Thank God for allowing him to make that decision to save her house. But now, if Miss Maddie Jackson stay, we stay. Thank you. Okay, tell me, when were you first contacted? And did all the residents, were they all contacted at the same time? Did like did a letter go out to everybody? Do you know that? Well, I don't know whether everybody got a letter or whether they got a letter at the same time. I got a letter from Watershed Management about a year ago there about offering to sell my house at a real low price. I don't even want to discuss money. Or they were going to take my house by eminent domain. And I haven't responded to them myself. I let an attorney respond to them, but I haven't heard anything else from them. Okay. Except as we met, you know, different times. And now we have a meeting on the first. To really, you know, get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Right. 404-892-2703, any questions or comments in reference to the situation? We still have Miss Tanya Washington holding. We're going to bring her back in. And also I want to talk to Mr. Ward uh, about his role and what he intends to do. I'm pushing back my deal of the decade until 2 o'clock along with my events, which is a great one this evening that I'm going to be a part of. So please stay with us. This is Real Estate 101. I'm Mary Gill. Back in a minute. Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News and Talk 1380 WAOK. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Thank you, Mary. This should be the most highest rated show as far on radio. Every one of us should be listening to this show because you're giving out information for free that we probably would have to pay thousands of dollars to get that particular information, especially when it comes to real estate. Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Uh, we're talking with some residents of the people's, people's town that are that the city is attempting to displace by means of eminent domain. Now, okay, you went and got this. Thanks for me. Thanks, Danielle. I appreciate it. This is going to be, uh, this is the term. I'm, I'm missing. That's uh, um, okay. I'll use this. Uh, the term for today we're going to use is eminent domain, and th- the definition is the power of a sovereign entity to take or appropriate any land within its border for any purpose that it deems necessary or beneficial. Now, 
it this should further say for public use for the benefit of the public that's what it should say because it's over the years what they've done is they've tried to maneuver eminent domain and sell to private developers justifying it by means of saying because it will bring in a bigger tax base that that is for the benefit of the people and the city and things like that but the original idea behind eminent domain was for some type of public use like a library or things like that and so now that's why they're saying it's a park or a retention pond and things like that but before the break you were telling me mr ward that they actually did some work prior to the Olympics with reference to this sewer line, and they stopped short of what they had intended to do. And now this leaves us with the problem that they are saying is taking place right here in People's Town. So go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah, back in the early 90s, that the city made a promise to the neighborhood then, and all order for them to build the Olympic Stadium, they would have to reroute the sewage line that runs over to Custer Avenue. And they promised us at that time they were going to reroute the sewage line starting up at Georgia Avenue and go up under the, where the uh, present Turner Field at now. And they reroute the sewage line all and rebuilt the new sewage line, which was the water rain off in the sewage. And they built it all the way up to Conlon Street. It's right there on the corner where Conlon and Atlanta Avenue where the Durden live at. But the city supposed had went all the way over to Custer Avenue, which means they had to go through the Grant Park neighborhood. But they fell short of going to the Grant Park neighborhood. They stopped when they got to the Grant Park is a predominantly white neighborhood. So they stopped when they got to Grant Park. And and uh, so now that caused a problem. So you got big new pipes that's running to small old pipes. And then when there's, there's a heavy rain, the sewage is backed up into that block also the rain into some of the owners of some of the lots that's in this block that is declared to be used for inner domain purpose to build. I call it a poop pond. They call it a park. Because this pond, this park, or the retention pond, will hold raw sewage from people's bathrooms and stuff like that. And it will be cause of odors and mosquitoes and all kind of stuff. And you that and I both know they're not putting it. You and I both know. They are not going to put a retention pond there. They're not going to put a sewer retention pond there with all that smell and things like that in an area that is, that's up and coming. That's not going to happen. So what will probably ultimately happen is once they get everybody out of there, they'll continue with opening the sewer lines underneath and they may not go through grant park but they may redirect it into another direction which is what they should do and let these people keep their houses Yes, and I'm afraid that they might just try to take on more land that where, where people who renting or uh, people of lower income and try to take land from them to do that because I can see this as a first step of gentrifying this neighborhood more than what it is now by taking one of the most stable blocks of the neighborhood where we had homeowners and renters who've been living there for years and years. You never did see an empty house or a sign for rent or for sale in that block. And now that the city has came in and, and took most of those lots away, 28 lots altogether in that block, and I think the city has actually attained 22 of those uh, portions in that block, which make no kind of sense, nor do the city have any money set aside to even build this 
proposed pond in the neighborhood. So how can you acquire all this land even though you have the money to build the park or the poop pond, what it actually is, in this neighborhood? And just make any sense no oh, whatsoever. Oh, well, you know why, don't you? Because <laughs> it's, a, it's my guess that the de- the back plan, which is the developers, they've promised to come and build this park and things like that. But they're certainly not going to put money in this area if there's going to be a retention pond there. Yeah, and, I, and see, what we face here, a lot of people don't understand, the people's town community is very close to downtown, it's next door to Grant Park, it's on the belt line, so it has all the potential of an upscale, of becoming an upscale neighborhood. But we ain't about becoming an upscale neighborhood. We're about making sure that the people who've been there for years and years be able to maintain and live in that community where their families been for years and years. We're not trying to change to an old folk oh, or let nothing it, like that. But I think somebody else playing is trying to make it, plans for us. Let it be us. upscale. Let it be upscale around you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Build around me. Go ahead. Do what you need to do, but do it around me. And then guess what? Which is obviously what nobody wants to see happen. You'll get the benefit of the increased property values as well as everybody else. You see what I'm saying? Just leave Just leave us alone and let us stay here. There's an ob- There's always another way. There's always an alter- alternative, and they can certainly redirect those sewer lines. I... I, I I will bet you that they are not putting a retention pond in a place where they're trying to put some upscale buildings. And you're correct about that. The city actually had 23 different proposals, watershed management, to deal with the flooding issue in Peoplestown. And this is the one they picked, the one that's displacing the people. They had alternative plan that they never disclosed to the community to put to resolve the issue of flooding, but they picked the one to displace people. Okay, I'm going to bring Tanya. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, we've been kind of keeping you on hold there. And I know you've been listening and probably wanting to jump in. Yes, I'm still here. So. I wanted to make a a point of clarification about the law, Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, So what you read is the general definition. Georgia is a property rights state which means the government cannot take property for development purposes. It has to, its justification has to constitute a public necessity. Mm-hmm. So the public necessity would not be an amenity like a park and a pond. It would be to address flooding, which is why they've created this phantom flood scenario. And so there are homes in Peoplestown, Mechanicsville, and a number of in-town neighborhoods that flood. But instead of investigating the 65 acres of parking lot that the city's engineers have identified as one of the sources of the flooding, as well as the highways, 75 and 85. Instead of addressing where the, the source of the flooding is, they want to address where it pools. They could stop the flooding in a number of neighborhoods if they would address those areas. Mm-hmm. And they are very careful about trying to keep the development at Turner Field as a separate issue from what they are doing in people's town, but it's all related because if you develop that area, it's going to put additional pressure on the combined stormwater sewage lines that run underneath our property. So to me, the public necessity is a farce. It's something they've created. Um, A a number of houses on that block have never flooded. My house is 91 years old, and I have a full basement. So if if there was flooding, there would be watermarks on the walls. 
And they continue to tell me that my house floods, even though I'm telling them that it doesn't. I live there. And they, but they need that justification. But if flooding is the justification, you have no reason to leave Miss Maddie there and not the rest of us. Exactly right. What's your, oh, you, you don't have to tell me on the air. Hold on, because we're going to go to a break. But um, I want my producer to get your address because I want to look something up. Uh, News and Talk 1380 WAOK. We have a few surprises coming up a little bit later in the show, but right now this is the most important thing we need to talk about. We need to talk about their meetings that are coming up on December 1st. They're back-to-back and they're separate. Of course, he's not meeting with them all together at one time. You know, divide and conquer. That's what they say, right? 404-892-2703. I'm Mary Gill, Real Estate 101. Back in a minute. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Thinking about buying a home but don't have the first clue of what to do? Call Mary Gill now on Real Estate 101 404 892 2703. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. W-A-O-K, Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill. We are talking to the Dardens, uh, along with Columbus Ward, an activist, and looking forward to an upcoming meeting. I just can't really wait to hear what they have to say, because how can you say one resident can stay and yet everybody else has to go and and yet during the break you told me that there's other people still moving into this neighborhood or in in and around the neighborhood tell me about that mr ward as we are one of the i guess uh sort of like one of the up-and-coming neighborhood that's uh that's close to downtown close to grant park close to the the belt line the south end of the belt line is people's town so it's a neighborhood that people want to you know move into we have an elementary school, so awesome, a lot of plus for our neighborhood. We got a good group of residents, long-term residents who've been there for years and years who have maintained and kept the neighborhood what it is today. Uh, and you have people that's moving in, who's, uh, people who ran out of the city some years ago that's moving back to the city. We don't mind people moving in and be a part of what we're trying to grow and develop in the neighborhood. We just don't want the neighborhood gentrified. And we don't want people popping back and just going to the stream that where people on a fixed income not able to pay their property tax. Uh, people, long-time homeowners who are getting their Social Security check, they won't be able to stand for a, a higher property tax to go up that because uh, they don't have the, they on a fixed income. So they won't be able to maintain that. So. No, we're looking at ways to mean how do we, um, and also what getting ready to happen with Turner Field. Obviously, it's going to have a big to do what's going to happen in people's town because we just south of Turner Field, one block south of Turner Field. So it's important that, that, that we look at ways of mean to 
save the neighborhood and save the people there. We're talking about the humans that live there now. Uh, so it's not about uh, break and water and that sort of stuff or parks. It's about saving the lives of people there and making sure that people, families who've been there for years and years continue to be able to be there and that uh, they, you know, people have their children there, grandkids and great-grandkids. We want to make that uh, wholesome uh, family-oriented neighborhood and we want to build our school up and add more to what we got, but we don't want the neighborhood gentrified. And I think that this would be a ways of means in terms of this uh, pond that they talk about building and, and moving the families out in this block is only as a beginning part of gentrifying the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, I've lived in a number of places with my dad being in the service and even as, as an adult moving around myself. I've, I'm from New York. I've lived in California, lived in South Dakota crazy as that is <laughs> um south carolina but you know it seems as if atlanta is such a holdout city whereby they so do not want to integrate it it just it boggles my mind it's they just they want to they want pockets of just one type of people and and they want and if it if this is good property and prime property well, now we need to get you out so that mm -hmm. we can get other people in. I, I just don't understand. You In New York or in California, in, in every other major city you go, everybody lives amongst one another. You see what I'm saying? But Atlanta is such a holdout here, and they still have all of these maneuvering processes to keep certain areas segregated i don't get it uh did you want to speak uh to any of that um uh tanya, tanya i'm sorry honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it, it's you made a point earlier mary but this is you know this is people's town usa because this is not just happening all over atlanta and you've given some great examples this is happening all over the united states i'm from dc it's happening in dc it's happening in new york Philly, L.A., people want to move back into the cities, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm with Mr. Ward on this. Absolutely. We welcome people into our communities, but don't come in and take it over. Right. That's, yeah. just not, that's not appropriate. If we're going to improve it, you ask the community what kind of improvements we'd like to see that are consistent with the community that we have. You don't come in and impose your standards. On an existing community, well, it and seems tell us or or move us out so that we're not even there to enjoy all of the improvements. Well, it just seems to be the historical way that things have always been done. So why should yeah. they now try to do anything different? They did it with the Native Americans. I you was know. about to say all the way back to <laughs> right. the original taking of the land, which we're celebrating. Oh, this week. I'm not. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> But we have a holiday dedicated to that history. Right. No, and, you know, that's nothing. Disturbing. There's nothing to celebrate about that holiday. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. so many, uh, so many people died. I mean, there's, yeah. even, they even have a movie coming out. And I'm so interested to see how they spin this about where Columbus actually came when Columbus came to America. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see. I how hope that... it will be historically accurate. Well, it doesn't. Though from the previews, mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I have some callers holding. Let's uh, talk to Mitchell. How are you today, sir? 
Hey, Mary, how you doing today? Good. And to your guest. Uh, you know, Mary, I, I have no Let me. I hope you hear my heart when I say this. Okay. I have no problem with natural gentrification. And what I mean by natural gentrification, you move out, people move in, rehab a city, I mean rehab the community, and that, that takes place. But my issue is when the city does deliberate things to help eradicate people from the community, that's where I have a problem with. Right. Like the young lady, the, the caller before me said this. She said in D.C., there's areas in D.C. like Anacosta, uh, northwest D.C., where, yes. Mary, you would need the 52nd Airborne to go in there 25, 30 years ago. Absolutely. The city didn't move people out. Our, the pilgrims saw how nice it really was. They started moving in. One of my very good friends bought a house right off Georgia Avenue, rough area back in the day. She paid $300,000 as it was starting to go up. Her property value in D.C. right now is $950,000. Wow. But the city is not doing anything to move people out. The natural law is taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, people are moving natural in progression with, with higher mm-hmm. incomes. And th- I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to be very offensive to some. I hope and pray that God sends thousands of gay white men to southwest Atlanta to move in because we have areas in our community that needs a rehab. These houses are so big and so beautiful. Just look, Mary. uh, uh, I'm just trying to think. Cascade Road, Benjamin E. Mays. Mm -hmm. The, The kids hadn't done anything with them. Cars pulling all up on the parking, cars pulling all up on the yard. I would rather see a community move into, I would rather see African Americans move into a community, young families move in. But since that's not taking place, send the gay white man, you know, when the gay white man comes in, the money follows the gay white man. You, I, you, I heard you say that before. I said it a thousand times <laughs> and I'll stand by it. You know, sir, I hope you get this situation taken care of. Don't let the city take your property. But if the natural occurrence of, if the natural occurrence take place and somebody finds a property that's inexpensive and rehab and right. pick it up and make it look good, there's nothing you know I can do about that. But this that's is just not natural. Thank right. you, Mary. Bye-bye. Thank you, Macho. Bye. Four four eight nine two two seven zero three Real Estate One Hundred One. I'm Mary Gill. We have a number of callers holding. Thank you very much. I appreciate your patience. And then coming up at the two o'clock hour, I will have the deal of the decade, and then we're going to talk about some upcoming events as well. Real Estate One Hundred One. Mary Gill. Back in a minute. Thank you, Mary. This should be the most highest-rated show as far on radio. Every one of us should be listening to this show because you're giving out information for free that we probably would have to pay thousands of dollars to get that particular information, especially when it comes to real estate. Real Estate 101 with Mary Gill on News & Talk 1380 WAOK. Thinking about buying a home but don't have the first clue of what to do? Call Mary Gill now on Real Estate 101 404 892 2703. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. We're back, everyone. News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Real Estate 101. Talking about a real tough issue today. I mean, it's really difficult for me to talk about this. I get upset really, really easy when I 
when there are injustices. This is a very difficult topic for me today. And, um, you know, if I weren't a Christian, I'd want to go Rambo on those people. <laughs> yep, Lord. But, um, so right now we're preparing for our their meeting on the first and interestingly enough i don't think we conveyed this to the listening audience yet but they did not allow you all to all come in as a as a, as con- a group as a group but they're meeting with you all individually yes. and i find that really 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 interesting Likewise. really interesting it's uh, to me it, it's a head game it's a mind game how you doing, Ron? Hello? Ron? Yes. How's it going? Good, good. I'm glad. The great show you're having is a great topic. And the shame of it, and, uh, um, you know, you hear a, a famous writer wrote that we hear that when they came for the Jews, um, I didn't say nothing because I wasn't a Jew. Yeah. You know, then when it came, you know you know the line. Yeah. When, and then when they came for me, there was nobody left, right? Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But to hear the citizens, uh, especially the, um, the gentleman who moved there in 89 or 90, where he say that, you know, you have to be in the fight. And, um, and, and that's, that's what we're missing. Because when we look at what's really happening, this is the only spike that's going on in the community is gentrification economically. All over this country is gentrification. It's immoral, and it's not going to stand. It's, not, it's, just a, it's just a spark. Uh, economic spark for the greedy, but it's not going to stand because it's built on immoral grounds and we're too smart for that. But people are going to suffer until people stand up and say no more to it, but it's not going to stand. And, um, and the sad thing about it, three houses from Ms. Washington, from what Ms. Washington said, has already been demolished. But people need to stand up about it because it's not going to stand. Only thing that's going to happen is schools are going to be closed. People are going to be displaced. People are going to have stress and illness going to go on, and then pretty soon it's going to fail because a lie cannot stand forever. And keep on fighting. And thank you for having this topic. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for your call. appreciate it. Harmon? Yes. Uh, Feeding right off that last gentleman. Uh, When Ms. Glover came and tore down the housing projects, when everybody out, we said nothing. Now it has came for us. And for people like Mitchell, who scorned Sean's and criticized the black neighborhood, he could be next. So uh, it started with the cleaning out of the housing projects. So you people just have to deal with it and think about it. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you very much. I think he kind of, I think maybe Herman has Mitchell wrong a little bit on his perspective. I mean, I understand what Mitchell says is that, the reality of the fact is that there are certain people who have more money than others, you know, and when you bring that money into certain areas, then values go up. So it's not like it's not against us. I mean, Mitchell opened his, what he was saying with, he wishes it could be us that we could go in and bring these neighborhoods up and that property values would rise, but it seems to follow certain groups of people and those groups of people are not us how are you john good afternoon very uh, uh, i applaud your last callers and some of your callers that talked about the regenification on uh, the moving i call it of uh, um, the recycling of moving people from 
if you go back 50 years, there was always a cycle of pushing people of color into the cities, and they wanted the Midwest and the countries. Now the cycle over the last 25, 30 years is they want the cities back, and mm-hmm. that's what I've seen. Every major city you see the recycling and moving, moving people of color out. I say let them have it. They want it, let them have it. The infrastructure over 50 years is in bad shape. Not since Roosevelt. Roosevelt basically fixed the infrastructure, but these politicians, they talk about fixing the infrastructure, and they haven't done it. So, you know, a big storm is going to come up in the East Coast for, just like New York. New York dodged the bullets over the last 100 years, but eventually the big one is going to hit New York. And when it does, you'll be burying New York out of the infrastructure. I think the cycling is going to happen where everything cycles, everything comes and it goes. But I think the Midwest and the Western states, as well as the West Coast, that's where the land is plentiful, cheap. You got to do your research if you go out there. You got to make sure you don't want to be involved with hurricane, hurricanes and tornadoes. But I think that's where the cycle is going to be, and nobody's paying attention with that land in the Midwest and the West Coast. Because it's there, it's wide open, and it's cheap. If they want, if whites want the cities, they can have it. Wait till that big storm. Yeah, but oh, you say that, John. But so, where is everybody supposed to go? You know what happened to the people in uh, Bankhead Courts? Because before Bankhead Courts was torn down. This is going to sound a little crazy, but this is, you know, hey, I, I, I own my crazy. So, you know, me and my daughters, because we're from New York and from our neighborhoods, hoods if you want to call them, you know, we would drive down in the summertime, we would drive down Bankhead because it kind of made us feel like home. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, we just felt like this is where we're from. These are our families. This, we'd go drive into Bankhead Courts and we would let the little boys who were making money for their football teams wash our cars and stuff like that. So um, now that's all gone. You know, and you never, you would have never even known that that was there. And they got, and so when they began to move those people out, what they did is they gave the residents vouchers to be used in specific locations. Do you know where that was, John? Yes, no. Do you know where yes. you know where they could use those vouchers to move to? No. Jonesboro. <laughs> Clayton County. Is that is that a country area? Is that outside the city? That, well, that it's an area is. that's been hit with a lot of problems with reference to transportation and both accreditation with their schools and things like that. So, you know, they like just you now you tell me if that is not um pushing people into one location here you have a voucher to move but you can only move to jonesboro mary i'll leave you with this because i know your brain's coming all i'm saying is people have to do their research these major cities are not the place to be if you're going to move west coast midwest do your research because they got hurricanes floods and everything else but these cities with crime drugs you know and they don't want you in the city anyway but, I'm, you know, that's a choice a person has to make. And I think the trend has been, that trend has been moving for the last 25, 30 years, and people are not paying attention. But people want to stay in the city, but be wary of being in the city.